Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 19 and meet me at verse 26, Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26. And the word of the Lord says, but Jesus looked at them and said, with men, this is impossible, but with God, somebody say the next four words, all things are possible. And so Jesus is saying that with men, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. Now let's go to Mark chapter 10 and let's look at verse 27. Mark chapter 10 and verse 27. Jesus looked at them and said, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And so we see it twice in the scriptures that Jesus is saying on one hand, things are impossible. And on the other hand, things are possible. And so you have to ask Jesus, which one is it? Is it impossible or is it possible? And you have to answer this amazing, enlightening, insightful question. You have to answer this question. Who are you with? If you are with men, then things will be impossible for you. But if you are with God, then all things are possible. So you have to determine, and it's a decisive quality decision and answer to this question, who am I with? If I'm with men, there are going to be some things that are unthinkable, uh, unimaginable, unconceivable, uh, can't be done. If you're with men, it cannot be done. But if you're with God, there's going to be some things that are possible, doable, likely to happen thinkable, and it can be done. So we have to determine who we are with, because if you're with men, things are going to be impossible. There are some things, there are going to be some limitations. There are going to be some things that can't be done. There will be some people that tell you you can't do it. There's going to be some reporters that say that you're not uh, qualified enough. You're not intelligent enough. You're not valuable enough. You are worthless. It cannot be done, and you can't do it. But if you're with God, you're never going to hear him say that. With God, you're going to hear him say this is likely to happen. This will occur. This can be done. This is possible. This is doable. This is thinkable. This is, un- this is attainable. And this is achievable when you factor in who you with. Somebody shout, who you with? It's important to recognize who you with <laughs> because who you with will determine what is impossible for you or what is possible for you. And we see this in the Weiss translation, Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26 in the Weiss translation. It says, And Jesus, having turned his eyes upon them and having considered them, said to them, In the presence of men, as men look at this, It is impossible. But in the presence of God, as God looks at this, all things are possible. And so we have to determine how we look at situations, 
how we view situations. If we view it like other men view it, we're going to see things as impossible. It cannot be done. But if we look at situations, how God looks at situations, we're going to view it in his light that it can be done. With God, all things are possible. With God, it can be done. Somebody shout, it can be done. It's important to realize and to understand and to recognize who you are with and who you are with will determine how you think and how you think will determine what you say. And I can tell who you are with by what you are saying. And so if you are saying uh, this, I'll always have to deal with this pain. I'll, I'll never get promoted. I'll always live paycheck to paycheck. I'll always have a car payment. My family will always be disconnected from God. I'll never get along with my sister. I'll never lose this weight. I'll never get promoted. Then I can tell who you're with. You're with men. You're talking to other people and they agree with you and you are looking at it the same way they're looking at it. And for you, it can't be done. And so you are right. When you say it, you're right, it can't be done because you are associated with people that are also telling you it can't be done. But how many of you know if you're talking like God and you start saying God says that he shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. And you start saying I can accomplish and do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you start saying, I have the mind of Christ. And you start saying, I am a good mother. I am a good father. And you start declaring those things that other people say you can't do. And then you recognize and realize with God, it can be done. Say it can be done. Say it again. It can be done. One more time, shout, it can be done. It can be done. But it's a factor of who you are with. Who are you with? Just this past weekend, I debated telling this story, but in the front row, I sensed the Lord telling me to tell you this story. This past week, I had lost something that was very, very valuable. I had lost one of my contacts. Now, you might think, oh, you can just go get some more. I have some special contacts, okay? I'm talking about high-dollar contacts. Whatever you think is expensive, it's more than that. And it's not because I want to have these contacts, okay? <laughs> these contacts help me see, and I can see. I can see really, really well. But when I purchased the contacts, they were pretty expensive. Now, they last for a long time, but they were a uh, chunk of money. I don't even want to tell you. I'm embarrassed to tell you how much they cost, but they were a, a chunk of money. And I went to bed, and I put the contacts where I normally put them, and I woke up the next morning, and the contact was not there. I don't know what happened to it. I don't know where it went. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. And I'm looking, I'm looking all around for the context. I'm looking all in the area while I, while I do it. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking in the drain, down the drain. I, I'm looking in the trash can. I'm looking on the floor. I got my kids. We all on the floor. We're looking for this contact. This is an expensive piece of equipment. Okay. We are looking. And I said, Lord, all things are possible with you. And I said, it can be found. And I started declaring, it can be found. It can be found. And I said, God, I'm preaching. It can be done. I've got to have a testimony. 
I'm up here preaching and declaring you can get to us anything from anyone, anywhere, at any time that it can be done. I got to have a testimony. So I'm walking around the house. It can be found. It can be found. And we're looking in the trash cans and it can be found. And we're, we're looking downstairs. I know I didn't take it out downstairs, but I'm looking downstairs. It, it can be found. And where is this contract? I got Stacy looking. It, it can be found. I said, babe, this is my confession. It can be found. I wish I would tell you that all day long I stayed strong on that confession. I wish I could say, oh, I just, woo, I held on to that. Man, I started, <laughs> oh, gosh, Lord. I'm preaching it all, all things are possible, but I can't find the contact. I call the people. Now I need to order another one because I can't see and I need to order another one. And they're saying, this is how much. Okay, well, we'll take your credit card. This is how much it costs. Oh, are we going to be able to have Christmas this year? Oh, Lord. Go ahead and order it. <laughs> I go to the porch and I'm about tears in my eyes, just sitting on the porch. And Stacy knew I was upset. She left me alone. And I'm sitting on the porch. I lost that contact. I literally lost an expensive piece of equipment. I called one of my friends and he said, you know, the only people that can lose expensive pieces of equipment like that is people that have the money to pay for it. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to hear. I want you to say it can be found. It can be found. So I ordered it and I need a rush on it because I can't see and I can't drive without it. And, and I'm looking and I go to sleep that night. Lord, am I losing my mind? <laughs> I know I put it back here. It can be found. It can be found. <laughs> it can be found. Oh, and, and the thought of paying extra money for it was, was a major weight on me. But the other major weight on me was, am I losing my mind? I wake up the next morning, I still have tears in my eyes. And I just sensed in my heart, go back. And I've done this a hundred times already. Go back and look in there. And, and to make a long story, so I don't want to get into the long story. I did have the other contact, but I... I, I wasn't, I had a minor surgery on my eye and I wasn't able to put that in yet. They told me don't wear it yet. Just go back and try to put the other one in because you need to be able to see. Okay, I go. And as soon as I tried to put the other one in, I couldn't even get it in my eye. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, oh, I should have listened to the doctor. Take it out. And I took it out and I had one in my hand and I had one in my eye. And I had, there it is. I was like, there's the other one. It was on top of the other one. And I said, oh my gosh, it can be found. It can be found, yes. Now I have already looked all into that, but it was there. And I immediately called the eye people at six something in the morning. <laughs> I said, please, I sent them an email, cancel the order, please. I can't have you take that, out, that money out. And the lady said, I canceled it. She wrote back and said, great, it's found. We canceled the order. Glory to God. We're going to have Christmas this year. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, it can be found. It can be done. See, with God, I'm with God. And with God, all things are possible. 
Now, my mind told me it can't be found. My friend told me the only people that can lose stuff like that is people that can pay for it. <laughs> but with God, I'm not with him. I'm with God. And with God, it can be done. It can be found. All things are possible. It's a matter of who you are with. And this little itty bitty contact was found because with God, somebody shout, all things are possible. You can find things with God. You can locate things with God. You can know what to do when you don't know what to do with God. You can have wisdom where no one else has wisdom with God. With God, it can be done. Somebody say, I'm with God. Somebody put in the comments, I'm with God. You're listening into the car right now. Shout, I'm with God. Hallelujah, I'm with God. Now, it's one thing to say, I'm with God. And it's another thing to actually be with God. It's one thing to shout, I'm with God. Get excited about, I'm with God. Declare, I'm with God. And it's another thing entirely to actually be with God. And today I want to talk to you about what it means to be with God. Now on Wednesday, I'm going to continue this. You can join me at 8 p.m. on Wednesday at truelifefc.org slash watch. We're going to continue this today. But this is found in John chapter 15. And uh, I'm, for the sake of time, I'm going to go straight to verse 4. John chapter 15 and verse 4. I encourage you to read the whole the entire chapter of John 15. But in verse four, Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Now, we don't listen to this word or we don't hear this word abide today in our terminology and our vocabulary. We don't really hear this word abide. But so you can uh, translate and define this word abide to simply means remain in me, continue in me, stay with me, stay with me and I'll stay with you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it stays with the vine, neither can you unless you stay or continue with me. Now, the goal of your life is fruitfulness. This is the goal of your life, fruitfulness, to bear fruit. God told all of the patriarchs in the old covenant to be fruitful. That's what he told them all. Be fruitful. That's a commandment. Be fruitful. So the goal of our life is to be fruitful. And here Jesus is telling us that you, in order to be fruitful, you're going to have to remain with me, continue with me, stay with me. Somebody say, stay with me. This is the title of the message today. Stay with me. You're going to have to stay with me. Um, about I was talking to Zavin yesterday and about uh, five years ago, he told me or so we went to the aquarium in, a, in Atlanta, Georgia. And I don't how many you ever been to the aquarium down there? It's a it's a fun place. We went. We took the whole family. Zavin was about six years old and we had a great time. But the particular time we went, it was packed. I mean, it was a lot of people there. And he was at this age 
to where he kind of wanted to, you know, you know, stretch out a little bit. He don't want to hold daddy's hand, you know, hold my hand. I, I, you know, I'm going up a bit. You know, I don't want to hold your hand. Stay with me. Uh, you know, I'm kind of, I got it. I got it. Continue with me. Follow me. If I was in Jesus today, I would have said, abide in me. And he, he kind of got like, I don't really want to hold hands. And Zarek, you know, I'm holding Zarek's hand. And Zage wasn't born yet. And Zai's a teenager, young teenager. And she can, you know, she can walk around without it. But Zaven didn't want to hold hands. And so I was like, okay, he's growing up. I get that. I want my kids to, to grow up and move out the house. Amen. I want them to grow up and move out. Hallelujah. I love them. But that's what I want them to do. And so... You know, he's growing up a bit and it got really, really quiet, uh, crowded. And I'm like, stay with me, bud. Stay with me. Come on, bud. Stay with me. Stay here. Continue with follow me. Stay here. Stay with me. And Stacy's like, grab his hand. I'm like, no, oh, no, you know, let him stay with me. You know, it's, I mean, he's fine. He's right here. Stay with me. And then we went through some traffic of a lot of people. It's, 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 it's just, it's a lot of people and they're all mixing together. And it, actually, when we went through this thing, Zavin was no longer with me. He didn't stay with me. And my first thought was somebody grabbed him. And I'm looking. Now, I'm your pastor, but I'm a grown man at the same time. I'm looking. I'm like this. Where is he? And if somebody got him, I'm going to take him out. You best believe I'm getting arrested that day. I'm getting arrested. I'm going to call y'all to bail me out, okay? But I'm going to get arrested that day and I'm looking. Where is he at? I'm like this. I'm like, ooh, if I find somebody running, somebody better not be running because I'm going to be running after him. I'm looking. I'm looking. And then all of a sudden, I went to, where is he at? Where is he? Oh, I'm starting to freak out. Where is he? Where is he? Well, Stacy, she cool, calm, and collected. She said, she said, come over here. So we go over here and we talk to a man that works there. And we said, our son is not with us. And Stacy had taught him that if you ever get disconnected, anywhere we are, you go to someone that works there and you just tell them, hey, I can't find my mom and dad. And so now we're going to test the training. She goes to a person and she says, listen, our son is no longer with us. Um, have you heard of anything? And they get on the walkie talkie and they say, yes, we actually have a young boy. And we walked over to the spot and got him and, and we went about our way. And, and here's the thing. One, there was some training and he abided by the training. Two, Stacy wasn't bent out of shape. She had trained. I didn't do the training. So I'm, I'm looking to put my hands on somebody. I'm looking to break down. I, where is he? Where is he? I, 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 but he abided by the training. But here's the key. The onus and responsibility on him was to stay with us. He didn't want to hold my hand. That's fine. But he should stay. And you and I can be so easily distracted. We, we've got social media and we've got friends and we've got the news media and we've got cell phones and we've got our own opinions and we can easily get distracted and we look and we're no longer with Jesus. 
We are with Facebook. We are with Instagram. We are with what Dr. Blue Blue said and, and what this politician said and what CNN said and Fox News. And we're with all these other people and we're not with Jesus. And we shout, I'm with God. But the truth of the matter, you are not with God. And so the vine connected to the branch, or let me say it this way, the branch connected to the vine is more vital than any relationship you can imagine. It is more vital for the branch to stay connected to the vine than it is for sheep to stay connected to their shepherd. It is more vital for the branch to stay connected to the vine than it is for fathers staying connected to their sons. Why? Because the entire life source of the branch comes from the vine. The vine cannot exist. I'm sorry. The branch cannot exist apart from the vine. It cannot. As soon as there's a disconnection from the vine, the branch will begin to wither away. And so the onus, the responsibility on you and I is to stay connected to the vine. Somebody say, stay with me. You're going to have to stay connected to the vine. You're going to have to make it a priority to stay connected to the vine. You're going to have to you're going to have to uh, uh, make be intentional with staying connected to the vine, because if you cut loose from the vine, you are no longer having your sustenance maintained. And let's look at verse four again. I want you to see this. Verse four, he says, abide in me and I in you because the branch cannot bear fruit of of itself unless it abides in the vine. So your goal is fruitfulness. You can't bear fruit unless you abide in the vine. And now look at verse five. I am the vine. So you were wondering who the vine is. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Watch this. For without me, you can do nothing. Now, let's pause here and talk about this. If you stay connected, you're going to bear fruit. The goal of your life is to bear fruit. But there are many exit ramps on the road of life. There are many opportunities to disconnect. There are many opportunities to get away from the vine. There are many opportunities to be distracted. There are many opportunities to be interrupted. There are many opportunities to be influenced by something or someone else. Lots of exit ramps. But he says, if you stay connected to me, you're going to bear fruit, which is the goal of your life. you got to bear fruit. It is the number one mission of your life, bearing fruit. And he says, but without me, You can do nothing. And I want you guys to begin to see that when you are with God through prayer, when you are with God through praise and worship, when you are with God through listening and the reading and the meditating of his word, you are literally receiving your life support from the Lord Jesus Christ. 
your sustenance, your stamina, your patience, your ability to maintain your ability to stay constant and consistent, your ability to accomplish anything worthwhile is directly connected to you staying with Jesus. It's directly connected because when you start getting disconnected and Jesus will never leave you, you can walk away from him, but he'll never leave you. When you start getting disconnected, you will begin to start to lose your life. You are, now hear me, you are only, I'm telling you the truth when I say this, you are only three months away from spending time with God, from prayer, from not uh, worshiping, not getting into his word. You're only three months away from being suicidal. This is how close. <clears throat> You're only three months away. Just don't do that stuff for three months. Nah, please don't do that. Do it, do it. But if you were not to do that for three months, you would be trying to kill somebody and murder them. You're, it's not because you look good is why you are have sustenance. It's not because you're so, you're so wealthy. It's not because you grew up in a nice, a good family. Thank God for that. But it is your connection with the vine that is keeping you sane. You disconnect from the vine and you will murder somebody. Oh, pastor up here again cursing. I'm not cursing you. I'm just, I just know that my connection in the society that we live in today, you know how people are going, you, mental illness is running rampant. Demon possession is running rampant. It is only because you're connected to the vine that you have sanity in what we're going through. I don't know how unsaved people are doing it. They're not doing it. They're not. They're, they're committing suicide. They're killing themselves. They're doing crazy things and, and mental illness. And they, and they were born a man, but now they think they're a woman. This is solely because you're disconnected from your life source. You don't know the creator. So the creation is doing whatever it wants to do because the creation doesn't know the creator. And so it is vitally important that you stay connected to the vine. Because if you don't, you are literally 90 days away from me visiting you in a mental hospital. If, you, if you're not staying connected to the vine. I know people now. Oh, I used to, I used to, I used to believe like you believe. I used to, I used to go to, you know, we went to the same church, believed the same. And these people literally are broke, busted, and disgusted. I remember one particular guy, have to tell this story. I believe in prosperity. You guys know, I, I believe that God wants us to prosper in every area of our life, including finances. And I'm, I make prosperity declarations where finances are concerned. I call opportunities to come my way. Money come to me now. Opportunities come to me now. Favor, I have it now. A guy I, I met with who used to do that with me. He said, oh, I don't do that no more. He said, I don't do none of that no more. You don't? No, I don't believe in any of that no more. I don't do any of that anymore. Okay. Talk to him three, four minutes later. 
man, I am the brokest I've ever been in my life. That's what he's saying. We are barely able to eat. My family and I are struggling. I said, three minutes ago, you told me you don't do that no more. And now you're telling me how broke, busted, and disgusted you are. He disconnected. God didn't disconnect from him. He disconnected from what he knew to be true. And I want you to know this. It is easy to disconnect. Oh, it's one of the easiest things you can do. You, get up, you, you used to get up early and, and I'm going to spend time with God. The first 15 minutes of the day, I'm going to spend time with God. And all of a sudden, somehow, somewhere, your alarm clock don't go off one day. How in the world did the alarm clock not go off? The enemy. Then the next day, you got in the habit. Already the habit of getting up 15 minutes early is already broken. Already, all it takes is just one time. It Boom, habit broke. You don't get up no more and spend any time with God. And then you're wondering, why is this happening to me? Why? Because you disconnected from the vine. Oh, I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of shouting today and hallelujah and praise God and, and let's come on, let's celebrate. I knew I wouldn't get that because we got to spend time with Jesus. I mean, intentionally, on purpose, creating it, making it, sacrificing to spend time with Jesus. Because he is divine and we are the branches. And apart from him, we can do nothing. Now, you might look at someone and say, well, they don't have Jesus. Look what they're doing. You don't you ain't in the house with them on Facebook. Oh, they're going to look all good. And this looks all great. And this feels all great. When you begin to talk to him, you begin to realize it ain't great. I know some wealthy, unsaved folks. And on Facebook, they look great. When they call me, it ain't great. Please help me. Have you been spending time in your Bible? Well, I ain't read my Bible. This is why you're in the predicament that you're in. I've gotten out of the habit of reading the Bible. You're done. Because his words are spirit and they are what? And you're wondering why things aren't working. Matter of fact, he said there, pull up again, John 15, I believe it's verse 5. I like what Jesus said. He said, for without me, you can do nothing. Nothing worthwhile. So you're going to have to do it in me and with me. And if you are with me, that means you're going to be abiding in me and you're going to remain with me and you're going to stay with me. And you're not going to get disconnected and get distracted and get scattered and, and, and get manipulated and then begin to be somewhere that you weren't before, because then you will produce nothing. Matter of fact, Stacey said this to me one time I was talking to a particular guy and I, I talked to him not too often, but occasionally. And she said, why do you keep talking to him? I don't know. She said, he, he don't have any fruit. I said, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> she said, he ain't got no fruit. Can you name some fruit in his life? No, I can't. I need to probably stop talking to him. Right? Is he abiding and remaining with Jesus? Is there any fruit in his life? No. I want you to look at your friends. Look at your little circle and look at folks that ain't got no fruit. If they ain't got no fruit, Clip, clip. Snip, snip. Matter of fact, in verse two, Jesus said, uh, the vine dresser will prune you, cut you off. 
Now he wants you to bear more fruit. But if they're not bearing fruit, let them go. Are you listening to me today? How many want to prosper? How many want to be in health? How many want to advance and to thrive? Then who you with (laughs) is vitally important to your prosperity. Now let's look at verse 6. John chapter 15 and verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, that word abide, remember, means to remain. He is cast off as a branch and is withered. He is literally cast off and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. (laughs) When you stop abiding with the branch, you become useless and you get cut off and you get gathered together with, with all the people that think like you and then you get burned. You become useless because you stopped remaining with Jesus. Look at verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now watch this. Let's pause this. This is one of my favorite verses in scripture. If you remain with me, if you stay with me, if you continue with me, And my words remain, stay, and continue with you. So you're with him, and he's with you. You're with his word, and his word is with you. You will ask what you desire, not what you need. What you desire, and it shall be done for you. This is about answered prayer right here. You want possibilities to take place in your life? You want to do the impossible? You want to see the unseeable? You want to think the unthinkable? You want to achieve the unachievable? You want to conceive the unconceivable? This is how you do it. You abide in Jesus and let his words abide in you. Then you will begin to ask whatever you desire. Now there are things that are impossible that I want to begin to ask the Lord. I want to ask the Lord some things that people say can't be done. What do I have to do to receive those answers? I got to abide in him and put his words in me. Then I can ask and watch this. It it may or may not happen. Is that what the last part of that verse say? It may or it may not, depending on how you act, depending on how you look. Oh, I know, depending on how much money you give. No, once you do this process, It shall be done. Somebody shout, it shall be done. Shout it like you're yelling at your kids. It shall be done. It shall be done. So we want the the possible to manifest in our life. It's going to take remaining with Jesus and staying with Jesus. And let's take a look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, But this, my Father, is glorified that you bear much fruit. When you begin to do the the impossible and to begin to manifest the unthinkable, you're beginning to bear fruit, and then you will be my disciples. Hallelujah. When you begin to remain with Jesus. Now, the Lord spoke to me. And I want you to close your eyes just for a second. 
I'm not wrapping up yet, but the Lord said to me that there are people in the building and that there are people listening right now online. There are people listening in their cars right now. And the Lord said that, th that your relationship with him has gotten stale. That you've gotten tired. That it's no longer energized. You, you've lost your zeal and your zest. And because that there's been so much going on in the last couple of years, you're, just a, you're a little fatigued. Your relationship with him has been on the back burner, not because you intentionally have done it, but just simply because you're tired. You're stale. You feel worn out. And you feel like I just can't go on. And the Lord told me to tell you, for those of you to receive it, you know who you are. You know who you are. The Lord told me to tell you he's bringing a freshness to your relationship with him. That if you will make time to spend with him, you will see a refreshing. You will sense a newness. You will sense a, a, a freshness. You will be revitalized when you begin to go to him from henceforth. You'll begin to sense a newness of life. You'll begin to sense a freshness. And Acts chapter 3 verse 20 says that times of refreshment, times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. I prophesy over you that to begin to ask God for a freshness in your relationship with him. Begin to ask him for a newness in your relationship with him. Begin to ask him to give you new energy, a new heart, a new desire, a new habit of coming to him and spending time with him in prayer. Spending time with him in his word. Spending time with him in praise and worship. Wanting to listen to him. Wanting to hear from him. Desiring to hear his voice. The Lord said he will give it to you if you require of it. If you place a demand upon it, he will give it to you. If you're like me and you need a freshness from the Lord, stand up right now. If you're like me and you need a freshness from the Lord, Come on, stand up. That should be everybody. Wherever you are, we all need a freshness from God. We all need to be revitalized, a newness from Him. Stand up wherever you are. Those of you worshiping with us, outside of this place, just wherever you are, give your attention to the Lord right now. I want to show you how to create a fresh relationship with Him. Number one, Get up early. Make, make a little extra time to get up. Begin to pray. Not just talk to him, but begin to allow him to talk to you. Find a solitude, a silent place before the kids wake up, before you get going for work, before the TV comes on, before you check your phone. Find a place of solitude and begin to pray. Begin to listen to him. Then begin to worship him. Begin to praise him and begin to thank him. 
put some worship music on, play it, and allow the Lord to revitalize and refresh you. And then open up your Bible and begin to read what the Word would have. And you'll begin to create a hunger. You'll begin to create a desire for Him. And this is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead. Thank you.